Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Brands Corner Podcast. I hope that everyone's been doing well. It's hard to believe that it wasn't that long ago that I first initially began the Brands Corner Podcast, but here I am with yet another amazing guest. So joining me here today after this break is New Kent County Public Schools Superintendent, Dr. Brian Nichols. It was a pleasure being able to speak with him just a few weeks ago, and I'm happy to finally be able to share our amazing conversation with you all. But that being said, please welcome Dr. Nichols in just one moment after these messages, so please stay tuned. Hello everyone, this is Brandon, and welcome to this episode of the Brands Corner Podcast. I really hope that everyone has been doing well. So for today's episode, I am proud to have New Kent County Public Schools Superintendent, Dr. Brian Nichols. Thank you so much for being here today. Absolutely, thank you for having me on, Brandon. Absolutely. And so, first of all, before we get started, as I always start off, how are you today? I'm doing good today, it is Thursday right before Memorial Day weekend, and we're actually closed on Friday, so I'm looking at the first four-day weekend I will have had in quite some time, so things are good. That is great to hear, and so, and so, you know, one of the things that I wanted to really be able to discuss with you for today's episode is really, you know, well, first, how has it been, you know, being the, you know, being the superintendent of, you know, New Kent County Public Schools? I think it's it's been um, very rewarding. Um, it's been a lot of work, um, but I always pride myself on you know. I learned very early on from my father to do something that didn't feel like work. Uh, do something you love and do something you're passionate about. And anybody who knows me, I'm passionate about education and changing, uh, opening doors for kids and, and creating pathways. And so you know, I get a chance to do that as the superintendent. It's been, uh, I've been here two years, and for 15 of those months, we've been in a global pandemic. So, I mean, I think it's uh, not a typical start as a superintendent, but I always believe you learn something and something great has always happened and if you take a chance to look for it. Um, So lots of good things have happened during these two years, uh, despite some pretty tremendous obstacles. Yeah, well, I'm just really glad that, you know, through it all that, you're able to still continue to, you know, to lead and help, you know, inspire and leads and lead the school division. And so, and I think that's you know really important. Yeah, especially yes, like you said, especially with all things considered. I mean, this is a very unique time that we're in right now. Absolutely, and trying to stay connected to community and stay connected to students and stay connected to staff uh, with social distancing and with limitations and some of your kids being virtual, some being in person. And, um, it's definitely been a challenge, but we've created new strategies to connect um, and, and new ways to move forward. So some of that will keep post pandemic. We've learned a lot. Yeah, that is really great to hear, especially that, yeah, as you mentioned, that some of it that, that you know, will be kept moving forward. Cause I know, you know, especially like hearing like over the past few months about how everything is going to go exactly to the way it was before. But, you know, but I think it sounds a little almost impractical to go 100%, especially when during this pandemic, we learned that some things actually work better than others. And, you know, after having 
tried and experimented on various different you know, ways of learning and engaging. And so I think that's good to hear that some of that will be incorporated you know, into, into the school division going forward. Yeah, absolutely. We've learned, I mean, we've always known that kids and adults learn differently. So how do you create structures that allow them to do that? Some kids, there are some subjects that I can go through very quickly and there are some subjects that I probably need twice as much time. But traditionally we line up and we do the same 180 days at the same time, no matter how fast or how slow you learn something. So I think we've learned in this pandemic that we can do more on demand and more personalized learning. Um, and not just give everybody the same thing at the same time. So that's that's pretty exciting and something that we want to hold on to, both for, for kids but and adults. And I've found different ways to reach out to community versus just attending an event. I love going somewhere and being somewhere, but I can also push out uh, weekly videos. I can push out different messages. I can be more active um, on some of the social media channels. And there's just a lot of different ways uh, and, and bringing them all together, the best of what was before and the best of what is now um, is really going to create what is best for the future. That is really great to hear. And actually, before I you know, touch on some stuff you said, because I definitely want to explore that more, I'm actually curious as to, you know, what originally got you into the education field? Oh, that's a great question. So um, I am a first generation college graduate. So first member of my family to graduate from college um, and then just recently earned my doctorate. Um, and it's really because uh, a teacher saved my life. Uh, I'm the middle of three boys. Uh, my older brother has spent most of his adult life uh, in and out of uh, prisons and the judicial system. Uh, passed away um, about a year ago just a little over a year ago, um, you know, issues with substance, issues with um, just lots of, uh, of issues in his life. We grew up in the same house, had the same parents, but I had a teacher in fifth grade who saw past the misbehavior, saw past uh, the kid in the dirty clothes, saw past um, the poor grades and, and really saw something more in me. So uh, her name was Miss Hoffman. I went to Gloucester. Uh, that was uh, T. That was T.C. Walker. Yeah, middle school, which doesn't exist. Which that's how you know you're getting old. Brandon, the schools you attended no longer exist. But um, she would keep me after school, and she would um, she pushed to have me tested to see if I could accelerate, and uh, really believed in me when nobody else did. Uh, and really, she had no reason to believe in me uh, because I wasn't showing her anything in the classroom other than trouble. And that really stuck with me. It really changed my path. Um, so I decided I wanted to be a teacher and pay that forward. So that's really how I got into education. I went to Christopher Newport, uh, got my bachelor's in psychology with early childhood development and became an elementary school teacher teaching uh, first and second grade. But I became a teacher because a teacher saved me. And that's people ask why I'm so passionate about certain things and why I lead the way I lead is because I wouldn't be here if a teacher hadn't been there for me. So I'm determined that I'm going to be there for, for kids, community, and then the people that I work with on my team are going to do the same thing. We're going to change lives. We have changed lives um, and, and we're, we're going to serve this community. So that's, that's kind of how I got into this field. And it's just, you never know when a door opens 
Uh, one of the things my dad always told me is you, you want to have as many opportunities as possible. So he was a big proponent of going to college. Uh, he worked. Uh, he worked in a job he hated to support his family, and he really wanted for me to do something that I loved. And uh, he always wanted to be in education. And it just sort of, those things came together. And so when I was 16, um, he was diagnosed with cancer. And by the time I turned 20, um, he had passed away. So I'm, I'm really kind of taking that legacy of what he wanted to do. I wake up every day and I love coming to work. I smile, I laugh, I'm excited. I leave, last night was a 15 hours, 60, I don't even know how many hours by the time I got home. I was so excited by when I got home. I mean, I had, we, we did great work yesterday. And um, just to have the ability to do that, which is what he wanted for me more than anything. And then to go on, not only be a first generation college graduate, but also have my doctorate. It's just a testimony to anybody. It doesn't matter where you start. You can um, really do anything if you want to grind and you want to work hard. Um, and I have had a lot of support along the way. I would be here without a lot of people. So I just want to be that person to as many people as possible. So maybe on a podcast someday, somebody will say, you know, Brian helped me out and gave me my first shot. And, you know, when you're president of the world, Brandon, you can say, hey, I, Brian was on my podcast and, and called it. So it's just, that's where my passion and energy came from. And that's, that's how I got into the field of education. Wow, that is a really great story. And first of all, my condolences to your brother and your father. And, but like I said, that was really a, it's really interesting to be able to hear like how you got to, you know, to where you are and how this, you know, path really started. And I think it's really important to note, you know, really like the influence of how much, you know, not just education as in learning, but also the whole environment is towards, yeah, towards students. Yeah, as you has shown in your own, on your in your own experience. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's it's really about the connection with with people, and um, so I spend a lot of time learning people, and learning community, and um, so when I see you, I want to call you by name. I want to talk about your family members. I want to you know, just all of those different things. It just you know, people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. You know, I've heard that a million times and it's true. Um, nobody cares that I have a doctorate um, if, if I'm not if I'm not caring for them. Um, so, you know, the degree is nice, but um, the degree at which you show that you're human and connect with people is, is far more important. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. And yeah, and so over, you know, during your time in being the, in the educational field, how have you seen, like, I guess your experiences and thoughts about stuff change over time? Um, I, yeah, it does. It just, it grows. I mean, I started out as an elementary school teacher. Um, now I spend more, my, more of my time, my focus on the high school level things. Um, and just really on this mission, it used to be that you need to graduate with, you need to graduate high school. I still think that's true. Then it shifted to, you need to go to college, you need to get a degree. Uh, and now it's shifted to, you need a career. So, and I like that shift because you don't necessarily need to go to a four year college to get a, to have a career. You may be able to go right into a career. You may need two years, you may need, 
it just depends on what your passion is. I have two boys. Uh, my oldest is 21. Uh, traditional school was not for him. Like he did not, that's not where he got his energy. That's not, um, he was at the Aviation Academy in Denby, at Denby High School, and he got to work on planes. And that's where his gift really showed up. Um, and he started to believe that, you know, he really has some unique skills and talents. Um, so he is, uh, just finished his associate's degree. It's a two year degree in aviation and maintenance. And I gotta tell you, this kid after two years uh, will make three times what I made after five years uh, to be a teacher. But teaching is my passion. Aviation is his passion. And then, you know, I have another child who's 17 and he's not really sure what he wants to be. And that's fine too. I just think you have to open up all those pathways for kids. So I think that's probably the biggest shift was college for all to now careers for all. And careers for all is something I can get behind. Um, you know, just tapping into your passions, making sure we support you. I wanna make sure that when you walk across the graduation stage, which we'll do in uh, two weeks, three weeks, that you're walking into something. That you don't just walk across the stage with a degree, that you're really walking into your next step, whether that be career, whether that be college, whatever that may be. Um, so I, I think that's, probably one of the biggest shifts. I think an interesting shift right now is the um, anti-testing movement. We do a ton of testing, standardized testing. And I will tell you as a superintendent, I have not been judged yet on how I've been able to bubble in an answer or click on an answer. Um, it's really my ability to problem solve and lead and put together a plan. And so I think you're starting to see that shift in education where we're, we're really wanting kids and teachers to do things that they'll actually do in real life. Um, so, you know, those are some of the, some of the shifts, uh, big shifts that I see now and on the horizon. I do think, so my doctorate is in educational technology and I used to be a big fan of certain movements in technology. So for example, one-to-one, -one, every kid has a device. And, um, I, I still think it's good to have kids have the access to that, but I think it's more important to train teachers and students on the power of utilizing technology. If, if you just have a device and you're doing stuff you can do with a pen and a paper, it's not really leveraging the power of technology. So I think with school divisions going virtual, many going virtual in some form or fashion this past year, it's gonna be interesting to see uh, what that means for teacher training, what that means for student learning, and what that means for technology. We have a lot of people that bought a lot of devices with a lot of money um, you know, technology doesn't last long. So in three years, we're all going to need to buy it again. So um, I, I think those are just some of the shifts and some of the trends. Wow. And yeah, and I really like, yeah, each of the ones that you've mentioned and especially like with, well, first with the, you know, with the different career paths and, you know, post-secondary plans, I completely agree that, you know, as much as we always mention college as you said yeah traditional college isn't for everyone and so i like that you're able to say that you yeah embrace you know trying to figure out like what type of you know career you should have and you know the different pathways of how to get there and especially with the different opportunities that are available i know for me in high school i've been able to you know try out several different opportunities and so you know i think the fact that all of these were available and a lot of them, you know, free as well has really helped out like 
in terms of even for me trying to figure out, you know, where I want to go forward. Absolutely. I mean, if the best thing you do in high school with us is you figure out all the things you don't want to do, that's a win. So we want to expose you to as many things as possible. And, you know, the whole point of going to a four year institution is to eventually get a career. So, I mean, the end result is still career focused. It's just different pathways to get there. So you want to be a doctor, you're going to go a lot more than four years. If you want to be uh, a nurse, it's going to be, you know, it's just, and all of that is great, beautiful and needed. So you don't have to be one type of way and one type of, um, anybody who's ever had a plumbing emergency knows how amazing a plumber is um, and how needed that is and how much money they'll charge you if they have to come out on a Saturday. Um, so, I mean, it's just, uh, the world needs all of that. Um, but what the world needs is all of those careers uh, to also have a focus on service and making our community better. So that may be a little ways off, but we're trying to do that in our work too. So service to community, give back. That's always great to hear. And I also really liked how you mentioned the technology aspect too, because as I'm sure um, that you know, and probably a lot of my listeners is that, yeah, I'm very into technology and really how it's able to help, you know, benefit, benefit us and, you know, use it to our advantage. And so I'm glad to hear that. Yeah, that's also being incorporated like with education, you know, on both the student and staff perspective. Yeah, and it's amazing, uh, you know, technology. I used to think I was on the cutting edge of technology. You can blink and then you're hearing words and things that you have no idea what they are. When I talk to my son, it's almost like he has teach is talking in a foreign language. And I'm like, wait, I used to, I've got national awards for being cutting edge in technology. Um, but you can slip in a second, not be on the cutting edge, especially with technology. So, um, yeah, it's it changes so fast and everything shifts. So I still haven't figured out TikTok or Snapchat or some of those things, uh, but maybe I'll merge that way at some point. Yeah. Well, don't feel bad. Cause I, cause for the two you mentioned, I still haven't fully figured those ones out either. So. All right. I feel better now. Yeah. And. Yeah, and going back to something that you had mentioned, you know, earlier is the fact that you have always really liked being, you know, active and engaged, you know, with the community and with education. And I know, you know, both in your current position as superintendent and and then a position you had back at your previous school division that you that one of the things that knew about you is that yeah, a lot of times that you'd go to almost yeah every single event you know, that's there and always there supporting the students, the staff and everyone. And then also, you know, especially like engaging with people on social media and posting all about, you know, being at, you know, these various different events. I mean, that is all phenomenal. Well, I appreciate that. I, and I tell you, it gives me energy. So, um, you know, I like to go to various things. So, I mean, just depends on the day, you know, what I'm attending. But if, if our kids and our staff are doing something, I want to be there and be supportive. I mean, I'm, yeah, I pride myself on being not only the lead learner here, but also the lead cheerleader. I mean, I want to be uh, supporting everything that our kids are, are doing. So I do, it's, it's a little complex scheduling and uh, sometimes it's a little hectic and crazy, but um, if our kids are doing something, um, I definitely want to be a part of it. I, I know that 
what happens outside of school, but school connected. So athletics and arts and uh, you name it, you know, those are very important things to our kids. And it just means the world to show up at those things. I learned that as a second grade teacher, any of my kids who played a sport or did dance or whatever, I would always make it a point sometime in the year to attend one of their events. And I will tell you that was more powerful to them than anything I taught them in the in the physical classroom. Just the fact that I cared enough to to spend time and, um, and and connect in that way. It also gives me an opportunity to be a little less formal. So if you come in my office and you meet with the superintendent, it's a very formal kind of thing. But if I show up, or if I'm in a school, it's it's pretty formal. But if I show up at a basketball game and I'm wearing Jordans and you're wearing Jordans. Uh, you know, you can connect and relate a little better. Just take some of that formalness out of the equation. So, yeah, me going to events is, you know, it's, it's about support. It's about connection. Um, but I learn a lot um, outside of the school walls. I learn a lot at community events. And so for me, during the pandemic, that was one of the hardest things for me. Uh, you know, worked on keeping people safe, worked on vaccination, worked on that. I just missed um, events and connecting with, with kids, people, and community. Uh, the community here learned very early. Uh, I did the excited to be invited tour. So if you invited me to something, no matter how big, no matter how small, uh, I was going to find a way to be there. And uh, that flowed out to the community. I was in a dunk booth. I helped teach kids how to ride bikes. I attended uh, a number of churches and just sat in service and connected with people. Uh, you name it, um, you know, I was a part of it, both in the community and, and, and in the schools. So it's a big part of who I am and my identity, and um, I don't see it slowing down anytime soon. That is really great to hear. I mean, I know that, you know, where you used to be, that yeah, I know everyone was always trying to, you know, be one of the next people that you were going to take a selfie with and put on your know, Instagram and, you know, for for the different <laughs> events that you had attended. So, yeah, I'm I'm sure that the students at New Kent really are appreciative of everything that you do. Yeah, we we, we have fun. We have fun. Uh, so we celebrate them when they win and we pick them up when they lose and, uh, you know, work through it together. That is really great to hear. And and I think one of the other things that I'm curious to ask is how do you see education maybe changing or shifting and within the next in the next few years to come? I know you had actually discussed this a little bit earlier as well, but to further elaborate on that. Yeah, I, I think it, it, it'll shift. Hopefully it'll shift uh, to more of, you know, I'll make the connection to television. So, I mean, all the television I watch right now, all the shows and everything, it's on demand. Like, I don't know the last time outside of a sporting event that I've watched something live. You know, I do it when I have time to catch up on what I want to catch up. If I want to watch three straight seasons of something, I can do that. Or, uh, but the days of, you know, wait until Tuesday at eight o'clock to watch your favorite show, sort of over uh, for the most part. So, I mean, I see education in, in that lens as well, because, you know, we show up from eight to three or nine to four, whatever the times we show up, and we all get it at the same time, I, I do see it shifting to more of an on-demand self-paced. Like if you want to binge watch your favorite show and do all three seasons in, in one night, you can do that. I think education could be the same way. Like if I get really 
excited about a topic. I don't need, I shouldn't have to wait till the next day or, or next week to see my teacher again. I should be able to like go further down and binge learn on something. Um, so, I mean, I, that's one of the things that I would like to see. And then to see more personalization and to see more connections to careers. If I'm learning geometry, um, which was not a subject I did well in, I want to know why that's important. Like what careers would need that? Um, and in the career that I'm interested in or thinking about, how does geometry connect to that? Um, a lot of times you just learn the content, but you have no idea why it's important in the world. Uh, so, you know, I'm a big leadership guy. It, I had no idea growing up and going through history classes, how many leadership lessons I could have learned um, just based on the history of the world and the history of the country. And, um, so, you know, just some of those connections to, to careers, um, to being more on demand and to being more personalized. Um, I would love to see that shift. Um, shifting things like that in education tend to be a tall order. You start with small projects. So this summer, so in New Kent's really summer has not been a big thing. Um, we sort of shut down in the summer. I mean, I still work in the summer, but we don't do a lot of summer offerings for kids. And you know, when I was in Newport News, we, we built Spark, you know, took over summer. So of course we're trying to do something here different, but sort of the same thing. So we have uh, the summer of more, so it's s'more. Uh, so we'll be serving s'mores or, or whatever, but it's uh, meaningful opportunities for real world engagement. So what we've allowed our staff to do is really create a two week camp around a topic they're passionate about. So we have a, a teacher's passionate about anime. So there's gonna be a two week camp around that. Uh, but in that, kids are going to be reading, they're going to be researching, they're going to be writing, they're going to be doing all these different things. Um, we have a wilderness camp where they're going to be learning all these. So teachers got to tap into their passions. It's around a project. So at the end of the two weeks, there'll be a big thing that kids do as a result of learning all that. And they're going to get a lot, of, a lot smarter in reading, writing, and math while they do it. So, uh, you know, we're, we're trying some things in that arena. And... Um, you know, we'll, we'll see where we go, but that's kind of where I see it going and some of the late breaking stuff we have going on here. That is really great to hear. And I, I just really love that, you know, how much, you know, you and the entirety of the school division is really like, you know, going all in and really trying to, you know, do the best for the students. And I love the idea for, you know, for the, for the s'more that, that that was just a really yeah I, I really like the concept of that and i really am excited to sort of you know hear more about that as you know as the summer goes well begins and continues and i think the most important part with that and, and a lot of the work we do is you know people don't start things because they're afraid it's going to fail i'm telling you right now our summer program will have failures and there'll be things we get wrong there'll be things but we're not going to wait until it's perfect if you wait till it's perfect and then you try to do it, it's going to be too late. You've got to go ahead and launch. Like I'm sure you're, this podcast right now compared to the first podcast you ever did, you've shown growth uh, throughout that series. You didn't wait till, okay, I'm now I'm the perfect podcast host. You know, you, you can't wait. It's, you know, ready, fire, aim. You know, we'll, we'll shift it as we go. We'll be better after the summer, but it'll be far from perfect. And I'm okay with that. 
uh, and okay with that with a lot of the initiatives we did. I really love to hear that. Yeah, like that is very true because even like when I first you know, started content creation back with YouTube and may of 2016 i mean i i knew like nothing about yeah about how to do any of this stuff i just you know did it to yeah better help others with technology stuff and yeah here i am today you know over five years later and yeah it just really comes to show like how much you can really do like when you you know when you put your mind to something and that you're really dedicated towards it and as you mentioned, yeah, of course there will be some failures along the way, you know, some sometimes more than others, but you know, but really that you're able to, you know, take the time and that you're willing to do it and you know, dedicate towards it. I think that's a very important thing that you mentioned. Yep. And one of the last things I want to ask is, yeah, in terms of leadership, because I know that you had you know mentioned that a bit, is how do you see yourself as a leader? Oh man, that's that's a big question. How do I see myself as a leader? I I see myself as somebody that is uh, student first, community first. Um, on my whiteboard, I got lots of things I jot down, but it's all under the the big word of impact. You know, I, I want what I do to matter. Um, I don't need credit for it. I don't need accolades, but I want it to matter to the people that I serve. Um, so for me as a leader, I feel like I relentlessly have to get smarter, because uh, you can only lead people as far as you've gone yourself. So if I'm not pushing the envelope with my thoughts and my ideas and my learning, um, you know, I, I can't really serve, you know, when you feel like you've arrived, you need to go ahead and step away because you, you're done. Um, you know, I'm far from being at that point. Um, and just excited about learning more. I'm looking at additional certificates and additional degrees and, you know, trying to kind of what's the next lane that I need to go to, but it's all in service of being a better leader, um, to being a stronger leader. Um, very people focused, team oriented. Uh, one of my most exciting projects I'm doing right now is I'm rebuilding a team. Um, and I've gotten to, I got to hire a couple people. Um, which is just a great opportunity. So this team that I'm building is gonna be able to take on the world and we'll be able to do it for quite some time, uh, which is incredibly exciting. So always growing, always learning, never satisfied um, and just relentlessly pursuing a better way. I really like yeah, everything that you have said today. And you know, before we go ahead and close that, is there anything else that you would like to, you know, to say as we you know, wrap this up or anything that you'd like to mention as like a, you know, final closing thoughts or any, or maybe even questions for me. Well, I just, I mean, I think one of the things I didn't mention, but I'm continuously inspired by uh, the students and young adults that I serve. So I think you're a great example of that, but you know, with the work that you do um, and the way you carry yourself and how you're branching out and doing these things. I mean, that's incredibly inspiring, um, you know, should I try to do a podcast and bring people on? And, you know, so it just gets my head spinning. I have uh, one of our, one of our students uh, just opened up her own business. And I was like, wow, 10th grade, starting your own business. You have your own storefront. You have your own, like a, people say all the time, like, you know, kids today are different than 20 years ago, or whatever. 
I'm like, absolutely. I was never this cool. I was never this focused. I was never this service oriented. Um, just incredibly inspired by the kids I serve. So, and whether it's, you know, kids I served 20 years ago when I first started or kids that I'm serving currently, I just love seeing students that I know and have worked with doing big things and making this world better. So I mean, I think that's, that's what continues to keep me um, just excited about what's going on. Um, and I would say uh, just a universal thing that I, I've really tried to focus on the past five years more than anything is, you know, if you look for great things, you'll see great things. If you look for mistakes and where things are broken, that's what you'll see. So you choose what lens you put on every day. I try most days to put on a lens to find what's great. And uh, every day I do that, I find what's great. And it doesn't mean I'm not aware of things that aren't great. It just means you can find those great things and be able to do more great things with them. Uh, versus just always focusing on the negative. So I'm always baffled by people that focus on the negative and therefore are negative people. Uh, when there's this whole other world out there where you can see good and you can see greatness um, and you can give people grace and you can serve and uh, you know people don't choose to do that but every day that's what I choose and every night when I finish I reflect on you know how did I do that day did I lead well did I make an impact did I serve is this community is this world better because I was here today uh, and that answer is not always yes like you know, I have bad days I have bad moments I have you know, bad things that happen. Um, but it's all about reflecting and what can I do better today or what can I do better tomorrow? So that's a few things I may not have touched on that, I, that I'll throw out there. Well, that is really all, you know, great to hear. And I'm just so glad that you know, we're able to have this opportunity to be able to speak today and that, you know, we're really able to share out this conversation that we're having. I appreciate the opportunity. I lo always love to talk. Um, and talk leadership, talk life, talk education, and you know, talking about it with an with an awesome person like you, and having that opportunity, I jumped on. So I'm always a phone call, email, Instagram away, um, and, and I'll show up in a minute. That's just who I am, and uh, that's, that's who I plan on being. So I appreciate the opportunity. Uh, thank you for thinking of me. It's an honor to be on this podcast, and. Um, I'll be able to say I, I was on his podcast back in 2021 when you're like president of the entire whatever you want to be. So that is just really great to hear. Thank you so much for for you know not just being here today, but for also you know, serving you know, all of those students and community members in New Kent and for really just everyone that you've been able to help inspire over the years. Truly appreciate all of it. Absolutely. I appreciate you. Thank you. You're welcome. Have a wonderful day, everyone. Stay safe, stay well, and I'll talk to you later.